Glad you're here. Can everybody hear me okay? I feel like I'm... I, please don't rub, you know, any uh, sweaters or anything together. It's static. I feel like I'm, you know, wired to just... I don't know what will happen with all the electricity in the room. This is the, uh, this is the only instrumental elder shepherding class. So uh, that's just a little something extra we threw in for you this morning, and I hope you enjoy that. Glad you're here. It's a cold morning. Really, really glad you uh, got up, got kids ready, bundled up, and, uh, and made it here today. I hope this is going to be worth your while. I think it will be. Mike and I are excited to serve as shepherds here at Otter Creek, and it's an honor. It's a privilege. You know, sometimes you hear people talking about um, being a shepherd, being an elder, and and sometimes, you know, historically, I grew up in, in the Church of Christ, and, and sometimes it gets a bad rap, you know, lots of meetings and always involved in all kinds of problems and things. I think I can speak for Mike, and I think I can speak for a whole, well, maybe not one, all, almost all of my fellow shepherds. We love, no, all of, we really do, we love being shepherds, and it's an honor to get to serve you and to get to know you and the way you invite us into your lives, so thank you. Thank you, Yonaris, by being here this morning. Uh, my name is Chad Boyd. My wife is Sarah. Hold your hand up, Sarah. She loves this. Let's give her a round of applause, because she loves that. She really does. Thank you. Sarah and I have been married... 28 years, and uh, we have two boys, Conrad and Harrison. Conrad's a junior at Harding. Harrison's a senior at Brentwood High. We've been at Otter Creek about 11 years. Uh, I've served as a shepherd almost five years, and uh, Mike and Jeannie have been at Otter Creek for about six years, uh, and Mike has served as a shepherd for almost two years, and he is, has agreed to serve as the chair of the elders uh, for this coming year in 2017. So I think that deserves a round of applause. So I think that's great. Um, and Jeannie, and please pray for Jeannie, uh, just in general, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so here's what's going to go on. We, this time, I think our time is going to fly by. We've got about 40 minutes together this morning. This is the first of three classes uh, on shepherding. Today we're going to talk about the role of a shepherd, okay? And you're going to hear more about that today, but I want to give you a heads up. We're going to hear from all of you, so just get your, don't, don't be sitting back thinking, okay, Chad's, he's a talker, he's just going to talk, I can sit back. I'm a, if, if you don't talk, I know some of your names, I will call on you, so I don't think I'm going to have to because I know you, but I'm going to ask the group, what do you think we do? And you can be honest, okay? And if it's you know, if it's not flattering, that's okay, let's get it out. But I'm going to ask you in just a minute, what do you think a shepherd does at Otter Creek, okay? And I'd like to hear from, from lots of you. We're going to spend some time talking about that. I'll say more about that in just a minute. Uh, and then I'm going, to, um, I'm going to ask Mike to share some thoughts. I'm going to share a few thoughts. Jeannie and Sarah, you're welcome to give a perspective from the, um, from the wives' point of view if you want. They love that when I, when I do that. I can see the glow on Sarah's face right now. I love you. Anybody, can I get a ride home with anybody this afternoon? So, uh, so we're going to hear from you, what you think we do. Mike and I are going to kind of give you our perspective on, we're, we're some of the newest shepherds, so we're going to give you our perspective on what we do. And then we're going to close, we're going to look in John 10. I read, some, I read that this morning, but we'll read it again. And we're going to talk about what Jesus said from his own mouth about being a shepherd. Okay, so we're going to finish with that. Uh, and there'll be time for some questions and things. But that's today, role of a shepherd. Uh, next week, come back for the heart of a shepherd. So this is, this is 
who is gifted to be a shepherd? Who is qualified, if you will? Or what kind of people, what does it take to be a shepherd? What does the Bible say about that? Uh, and then the last week, on the 22nd, we're going to talk about the call of the shepherd. And, and it's going to be uh, a little more practical about the nomination process, the affirmation process um, here at Otter Creek, how we go about doing that. We don't get a checklist in Scripture about here's how you install elders, here's how you decide on shepherds. We get some clues. Uh, we, we're in prayer about that. We've got a system. We've got a way about going about doing it. We've tweaked it a little bit this year. So that's uh, two weeks from today. And if you were in first service, you heard me say, don't. for those of you who aren't good at math, three Sundays, but two weeks from today. See how that works? See how I did? Today, next week, and the following week, three classes on shepherding. But the nomination forms, which you should get in your, um, and I don't think I have mine. You should get one in the, hold, hold it up, Mike. So we'll have these after class. If you, want, if you didn't get one in your bulletin, see me or Mike after class. This has, fifth, I counted them last night, 15 lines in here for you to nominate men who you think will serve well as shepherds. I'll, I'll challenge y'all. There are 15 people you know who are qualified, who would make great shepherds. We have 19 now. We need 15 more. If you don't write their names down, you'll, you'll learn more about this in the next couple of weeks. They won't have a chance to serve. So don't just think, oh, I really like John. He's, and write down one name. Come on. You can, you can do better. You can write down more. You can think of more than one. So we'll talk more about that. We've got these forms. Um, so uh, this one is, this one's recording. This one, can you hear through the mic? Can you all hear me in the back? Okay, let's try this. Oh. No, no, I think, how's that? Oh, oh, let's start over. Hey, Randy, keep it down up there. All right, I've been wanting to do that. All right, so a quick word about the nomination process. Those forms are due the 22nd. That's the last day of class, and that's actually the day we're going to talk about the process. So um, you guys are smart. You can figure it out. In the, in the next couple of weeks, uh, don't let this sneak up on you. I want you to be thinking and praying about men you be, would believe would be good shepherds. And, and these classes are designed to help you do that. Okay? So, I warned you a minute ago. What do you think shepherds do? I want to I hear from y'all right now. And careful, face scratching, I, I count that as hand raising. So, if you're not careful. What do you think we do? as shepherds or what did uh, what did shepherds at a church you grew up in do or what what's your familiarity with with shepherds or your impression or your expectation of what elders do or should do yeah i think i don't know about now but i think growing up always always envisioned shepherds as like you know a boardroom of boardroom of, of like okay yeah yeah Exactly. So, where, so they're, they're fielding questions, they're getting updates, they're making major decisions. Okay, good. Bo board of directors. Yes? Fire the preacher. Fire? Hire? Did you say hire or fire? No, I said fire. Fire the preacher. Woo, <laughs> that's a tough crowd. It's a tough crowd. So, all right, fire the preacher. Yeah. I'm so, not I know. <laughs> Feel free to say anything you'd like about the preacher this morning. So, it's, it's wide open. It's fair to say. All right, so hiring, fire, preacher. Minister, ministers, ministry staff, personnel issues, that kind of thing. Okay, good. What else? What else do you think we do? Emotional support for the, uh, you know, the people at church. Emotional support for the people at church, yeah. Yeah, and um, 
So I, some of this sort of bleeds together, but I, I'm going to have to react to that real quick. One of the things I love about being a shepherd at Otter Creek is, um, and I'm trying not to get into our time. You know what? I'll just stop. That's great. Emotional support. Okay, so you think we're giving emotional support to people. Good. We are. We're trying to. Pray over the members. Pray over the members. Yes. You picked up on my nonverbal clue, didn't you? That's good. That's awesome. Chad, do you all still have a theological committee? We do, yes. Um, and hold that thought because a little bit later today, we're going we're gonna to talk about that specifically. But uh, he asked, do we still have a theological committee? We actually have three committees and specific assignments that we all have. So we divide up uh, some responsibilities based on our giftedness. So, yes, it's good. confronting others when they're not living in a worthy way or in a Christian way. Yes. Okay. Good. This is the tough side of the room. We've got <laughs> firing the preacher, confronting others, and then we've got emotional support and praying for people. I can, I can see how that's all. It's interesting. So good. What else? Seeing people physically. Seeing people physically, touching them physically, laying on hands. Good. Good. Out in the open and available. You know, uh, part of any job, and I think the job of a shepherd, I think is, is being present, is showing up. Um, and uh, you're going to hear a little bit, but I'm going to ask Mike to talk about the um, orientation process that new elders go through and to speak to that just a little bit. He's worked really hard on that and something that we do for our new shepherds. Um, I can remember in my new shepherd orientation, we were talking about being present and, and the importance of listening intently and actively listening because we don't have all the answers. And I can tell you, uh, sometimes it's just showing up at somebody's house or showing up in the most important times in people's lives at a birth or a funeral or when they're sick or when they just need a friend or they're lonely. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's something that, that you expect and it's something that we love we love to do too. Good. This is great. Good. Yes. Okay. Being a, leading by example. Okay. Great. Good. Something that this church has taught me is that elders can admit they're wrong. Okay. I appreciate you saying that. David said uh, something this church has taught him is that elders can admit that they're wrong. I, I can't tell you how much relief that gives me to not have to pretend like I'm something that I'm not. You know, it's, it's um, you know, we're humans. We make lots of mistakes. Uh, we face different kinds of uh, pressures and temptations in attempting to be leaders and elders. And, and so it is, uh, it's a comfort to have a, an environment like this where we can say, you know what, I messed up. I mess up too. Or when I'm sitting and I'm having that conversation with somebody who needs me to listen and I can say, you know what, I'm going through that same thing. I'm struggling with that same uh, temptation that you are. And he here's what I'm doing. And here's what I'm praying. And can you pray for me? So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. I'm trying to watch the clock. And I don't want to cut anybody off. What, what else? What, so, so all of those things I would describe that you've just suggested, all of them have a pretty good connotation. They're, they're positive, you know, decision-making, being supportive, confronting, you know, in the sense of, of problem resolution and being present. I love that. And I, I didn't know how this was going to go. And, and I'm grateful that that's, uh, those are some of your perceptions of elders in general and, and us here at Otter Creek. So um, I, while we have everybody in the room and Mike's got his pen, he's a copious note taker, we want to hear from you too. What are some things you think we can do better? So let me throw that out. 
This is the tough side. I'm kind of expecting a lot from over here, so I'm <laughs> bracing myself. Hey, we've already talked about firing the preacher. I mean, come on, you can you can say anything. Yes. Okay, a stance. Take, and and so am I hearing you say? So he said, take a stance on particular things from a theological sense, from a right and wrong scriptural. Here's what we think about scripture. Here's what we think about this issue in our society or community. That kind of thing. Okay, good. All right. So maybe we can do a better job of of being more vocal and 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 communicate better on what we believe and 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 take a take a stand on that. Good. Good. Nineteen. Yes. I could name all 19. Okay. If anybody could. So maybe more visibility. More visibility. I know, I know we okay. heard somebody from over there say to be present, but yeah. more visibility. and. Excellent. Yeah, so we, we, uh, we see a lot of each other, and so sometimes we just assume you guys know who we are. And we used to wear name tags, and I looked for mine this morning. I thought of all mornings I'm going to wear my name tag, and I couldn't find it. So, um, yeah, so maybe we need to do a better job of being visible and uh, letting you all get to know us. Okay, thank you. That's good. Oh, yes. More personal contact, okay? I get an email from the elder over us every, you know, half year, whatever, but I can't remember his name. I don't think I know him. Okay. And I'm wondering if there's something. I just feel like it would be nice to to meet him sometime. And it's probably my fault for not reaching out as well, but. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you didn't hear that over here, uh, more, more personal interaction. Uh, she said she gets a, an email a couple times a year and appreciates that. And, but it's you know, kind of knowing, knowing somebody face-to-face and, and that personal interaction. Uh, and, and maybe we can be a little more intentional about that. So that's good. Thank you. Yes? Um, maybe a little more diversity on the elder group. A little more diversity on the elder group. Okay. Um, we were in the reconciliation class, and that was that. Came, that's something that came up okay. numerous times. Okay. Okay. Very good. Age? Is it race? Is it or all it, of the above? It's just diversity. Diversity. Okay. Yeah. I was more thinking something along the different lines, but uh, okay. I was more thinking okay. something that we this not the not the topic. <laughs> that's right. Today's role of a shepherd. <laughs> Next week is Heart of a Shepherd, Qualifications of a Shepherd. So come back next week. Mike will be teaching that class next week. <laughs> Actually, Mike's not going to be here next week. So Josh, you can be back in here next week? All right. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. More diversity. Let me say a word about this. And, 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 and I'm saying this just in case you don't know me. This is... I'm, I'm, whole, I'm agreeing with your observation, so that I, don't take this as defensive, but I'm, I'm saying this just, to, just in the, by way of education. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with these other 18 men, and um, we may we may look a lot the same, but there is a great diversity of theology and of approach and style and personality. And so I can tell you, it's been an amazing experience to be in a room with these men and talking about things that are important to the life of this church and hearing all the diverse perspectives. And I know that's not exactly what you were talking about, and so I'm not, so, so I'm, and I see Mike, Mike's writing this down and I appreciate the feedback. Um, and, 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 and we're working on that. So we're, we're working on uh, making sure we respect each other's opinions. And, and I love that group of men because of that. Yes, Logan. Uh, I would like to have a little 
little better understanding of, of where each of our elders' particular strengths are. Okay. So if there's a particular issue or uh, question or struggle that I'm having, uh, not so much from a necessarily just a personal standpoint, but just in general, an idea question. Yeah. Uh, or an administrative. That's great. Great idea. Who, who is... Who are the three or four that are best equipped based on that issue to, yeah. to uh, exchange ideas with? So what he if, if you could if you couldn't hear what Logan said, he, he said he'd like to know what the individual elders' strengths are. If if he's got a question issue, uh, who's the best person to go to? What who are the resources? I'll give you an example of this. I'm so glad you mentioned that this morning. Um, and sometimes I think this is how the spirit works. Stuff bubbles up, and it's not a coincidence. Uh, earlier this week. A dear friend of mine who's been here for 30 plus years said to me, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this situation and who do you know uh, that could help? And so on a one-on-one -on -one basis, you know, we figured that out and I was able to say, oh, well, and I named a particular shepherd and said, he is truly gifted in this area and I named another minister and I said and this minister is truly gifted but that's that is a great observation that you know instead of waiting for that necessarily for that person and of course you you can, you can always call or email any one of us all that's on the website uh, and we want to have a relationship with you but that's that's a great idea good I'd say to piggyback off of that to know a little bit more about y'all's past as well to say hey well I'm not <laughs> sure if we're gonna let's look at the time well it's moving right along all right, so about our, so our past experiences. Yeah. yeah. Know, child raising questions or yeah. whatever. Y'all dealt with a certain issue. And uh -huh. We're dealing with those now. Fantastic. Okay, I'm going to put a shameless plug in right now. So Sarah and I, along with uh, Pam and Lincoln Coggins, are going to be teaching a young marriage class. I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's in this room or if it, but you'll, you'll hear about it. After the elder shepherding classes end, so these are two sort of well-seasoned couples that are going to try to be sharing with uh, younger married couples who are starting families and that kind of thing. So there's my shameless plug. All right, sorry. All right, back to uh, elder selection. Thanks. I think that's I think that's good. Yes. This may exist somewhere. I don't know, but I'm an avid reader, so okay. I'd love to piggybacking off of the diversity of all uh -huh. uh, along theology and different things. I'd love to see if there was like a what are y'all reading as far as oh. books go. Yeah. Great. What are what are the elders reading? Yeah. Fantastic. Like a, like an elders book selection of the month club. That'd be cool. I love that. That's a great. That's a really good idea. Thank you, David. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> Most men don't read. This past year, the Shepherd's Corner has been very good at introducing the shepherds. Okay. But it also felt like there was some repeat. Uh, of stuff that we'd already read, okay, and that stuff was not available online. So the only way you had access to that was that bulletin, okay. And so, like when I hear people saying, "Well, what did, what was your past like, or anything like that?" Some of that information was actually ah, yeah, in okay. the Shepherd's Corner. Okay. But if you don't have time to actually read the art bulletin, right. or it's in some bag that you forgot where it's at, yeah. So it's make, making that information more available. So that people can't find it. See, and I, and I got to give a shout out to Mike. Mike is the one who's driven that and kind of and said, "Hey, look, we need to we need to start communicating a little bit better. Let's start with the bulletin." And so this is like a second printing. This is like, "Hey, now we want we want the second printing, the online book." So that's good. Thanks for the feedback. I think that's good. But better syncing of uh, paper, electronic technology. All right. So what I'm going to do? If all right, so I'm going to take one more question or, or comment about 
things we could do better because I'm trying to monitor our time so we can get through all this and then I'll try to save a little time at the end. Anybody have anything that they just really want to say? Yes. I'll say um, connection for sort of, I won't call it the, the far periphery, but I think okay. there's a lot of people that are plugged in a little bit. Okay. Um, and with a church this size, I think it's just hard to connect to other parts of the church that you don't even know exist, whether that's people or ideas. Great. Um, yep. So just, just getting sort of the second, that first layer of the onion outside the real core people mm -hmm. um, to get connected to each other and to get connected to the church. Great, great. Talking about connecting people, especially on the periphery, people who aren't, haven't been here a long time or they're new or they're or, or changing season of life, that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, that, that, that's great feedback. Thank you. We need, we need to do that. We've got some ideas and, uh, and now we're going to say you told us to do it. So now we can. All right. Thanks. All right. So let me, let me pause for just a second. I'm going to say just a quick word. We're going to shift gears just a little bit about um, kind of your thoughts and perspectives on what we do and what we should do. And, and I'm going to let Mike talk a little bit about kind of his perspective uh, Mike has served as an elder uh, in another church. He's served here, uh, so he has a unique perspective from you know a couple different churches. So, uh, Mike, talk a little bit about um, your perspective on what it is we do. Okay. Um, those of you who don't know much about me, I uh, I haven't served as an elder elsewhere, but I've been in local ministry for 30 years, and I've sat in probably more elders meetings than most people other than Fletcher Shrigley maybe. And, uh, so um, so I, I've been on the staff side, now I'm on the elder side of things. And so my perspective about, I would not have become an elder here if it would have been a typical eldership. Because I've been in those. And I didn't want any part of it. And uh, what I love about this eldership is that it's people focused. Uh, we meet once a month, but at least 30 minutes of that time, we spend praying over many of you. We rarely miss a time that we're not praying over you. And so uh, we don't get into the weeds. Uh, there's other people who are very capable of doing that. That's what I love about our eldership. We're not concerned about every little decision that's going on. God's giving this church a lot of talented and gifted people. And so we love to see those people be empowered and to carry out these different roles. And we can get on about the task of shepherding instead of worrying about what's going on or who's teaching what or what this ministry's doing or that ministry's doing. We have great confidence in the ability that of, of the people who have been put in these roles. And so uh, that's what's encouraging to me. Because when I came on board, I, I, all I care about not all I care about. My first priority are people. That's where my passion is. So that's where Jeannie and I uh, passion together. Great. Um, so let me let me talk a little bit about um, kind of mechanics about what we do because I'm I'm actually really pleased to say if we're not doing all those things that you said in the beginning, you know, we think you're doing this and that, we're sure trying. And and this is a church and this is a leadership that is trying to be focused more on spiritual matters, on prayer, on studying the scripture. So let me talk to you um, about process, about mechanics just a little bit so you have an appreciation for that. Because I don't want to assume everybody in the room knows how we operate. So we, we have three leadership groups at Otter Creek. We have the shepherds, we have the ministry staff, 
and we have the Ministry Coordinating Committee, which you'll probably hear referred to as the MCC. So on occasion, someone will actually get that mouthful out, Ministry Coordinating Committee. Sometimes those people are referred to as deacons. Yeah, you could say that, but we have, we have ministry leaders who also serve in the role that if, if, you, um, if, you're, if you're familiar with the Church of Christ, that's kind of what we think of as, as uh, deacons, the ministry leaders and the ministry coordinating committee. Those people just have a specific job. The MCC members just have a specific job with over 60 ministries and ministry leaders and over 20 ministers and 19 of us shepherds. The ministry coordinating committee does a really good service to this church by literally coordinating the efforts in terms of people, resources, money resources, and praying and supporting and being active and making sure that this ministry knows what this ministry is doing, knows what this ministry is doing, knows what the ministers are doing, and is keeping the shepherds involved. And so, as you can imagine, having almost 60 leaders, quote unquote, you know, uh, ministers, ministry coordinators, ministry leaders, shepherds, it could be just pandemonium. It could be crazy. We operate here under what we lovingly refer to as a matrix decision model. And so all that means is, and it's pretty cool, is we have a sheet of paper that we review every couple of years. And we literally have names of uh, different roles across the top, shepherds, lead minister, worship minister, MCC, ministry leaders, etc. And down the left-hand side of the page, it will, it will, it will uh, list all of the things, uh, responsibility for putting together worship sermons, uh, decisions about theology, uh, building use policy, decisions on budget. And, and in this matrix, some people are um, asked for their opinion ahead of time. Some people are informed after a decision's made. Some people make recommendations to the people who are gonna be making a decision. Other people are tasked with making a decision and so the elders, we, we've held on to a few things. We decide about theology and we decide about uh, ministers who we have, I guess you'd say the final say about who we're gonna hire or fire you know, on the ministers. So that's one of our decisions, what we're responsible for. But, but we have really, like Mike just alluded to, is we have really tried to empower the ministry coordinating committee, the ministry leaders, the ministers and the staff. And so we've tried to be really clear about who's responsible for what. So. We have three leadership groups. Uh, we have a decision matrix that we review from time to time. So we try not to step on each other's lines. We try to keep each other um, uh, informed. We try to respect each other's boundaries and that works pretty well. Um, and then uh, somebody asked this a, a minute ago, do we? Yeah, let me say yes. something. On the ministry coordinating committee, uh, those people served, come on for three years and we have 25 people uh, diversity of ages, genders, race, I mean, uh, as much diversity as we can have. As a matter of fact, they met this morning at 8.30 while some of you were in worship to talk about the things, and they are responsible for the budgeting process. The elders don't even get involved in the budgeting process until they get it to where it's ready to be approved. And, uh, and so they manage all of that, and we don't have to get in the weeds on that either. Yep, good. Um, the shepherds themselves, we, we actually function in three subgroups, uh, and those are the theology group, the pastoral group, and the administrative group. And um, the pastoral, everybody's a part of the pastoral group. That's all of our number one job. And so uh, we are all about trying to uh, 
uh, create relationships, be in prayer, be present uh, for people who are here and part of this body. Uh, but we have a group that is specifically focused on some of the tools, uh, some of the methods, some of the particular issues, uh, and they provide backup for the rest of us because uh, you know, a lot of us work uh, in a, in a full-time job, and so uh, there are some men who are uh, more flexible with their schedules and things. So the pastoral group really uh, coordinates those efforts. The theology group, we wrestle with all sorts of questions from time to time, and the theology group meets and is, has ongoing studies uh, and, is, and is looking into things, and, and, and we're trying to be um, tuned in with um, our society, uh, with issues that are relevant to our society and us now, and what does the Bible say about this? So that they are the group that, that leads the rest of us in that thought process and that study process. Um, and then the administrative group who interacts with the MCC, uh, who interacts with the uh, ministers. There's, there's five people in that group. I'm a part of that group um, where uh, we, we haven't completely said just hands off, spend what you want, do whatever you want. But we're not, we're not grinding out spreadsheets and we're not meeting with banks. And we're, you know, we're, we're entrusting that to people who are very well qualified to do that. And I can tell you, I was asked to serve, I was 46 years old. And um, that may sound really old to people in this room, but I tell you, I felt incredibly young and unprepared to be a shepherd. And Mike mentioned Fletcher Shrigley. I love Fletcher Shrigley. Uh, Fletcher and Gail encouraged Sarah and me. They said, you know what, we were 42 when we started serving. And Fletcher is 78 years old this year. He's served for 36 years. Um, and I don't know if it was mentioned, uh, shepherds serve for six-year uh, commitments, blocks of time. And there are a lot of guys who have served for 12, 18, 24. Fletcher served for 36 years, and I love him. And so Sarah and I, we were like, thank you, but 46, we got kids in high school. We got, we got kids in middle school and high school. We, you know, thank you, but, you know, check back with us when we're old, when we're elders. And, um, and, and, they, and they encouraged us. They said, you know what, we did what we could when we were 42, and, uh, and they didn't pressure us or anything, but we, you know, we took that to heart. And so we're, we're, we're the best, and we're a little older than 46 now, but um, Sarah's still 46. But um, we're the best 40-ish, 50-ish elders we can be. And um, Fletcher is a, a different elder now at 78 than he was at 42. Uh, and I could go through the, you know, the list of my 18 colleagues, and it's the same thing. So. Um, all of that to say, I want you to know what we do, how we're organized. Let me pause just for a second. We've got about 10 more minutes. We've got a few more things I'd like to cover. Any questions about any of that before I move on just a little bit? All right, good. All right. So, is, is that yes? Decision matrix of some form available for perusal? I don't see why not. I don't know if it is, but we'll, let, let us work on that. So David asks, is, is that decision makers matrix available for perusal? And um, I think it's cool. I'd love for you all to see that. And so I don't know if, we'll, we'll look and make sure there's not anything on there that says, you know, keeping track of David Dewar, you know, <laughs> that might be embarrassing. So, yes. I want to share something. Okay. The, uh, the subgroups, theology subgroups. Yeah. Uh, my wife, uh, we were going to Harper Hills Church of Christ and, um, the, the theology subgroup asked my wife to come study with them on some issues. Yeah. She fell in love with the guy, and she was like, we got we to take the church. We got to, we want to be part of, part of the group. So I just wanted to share that with 
Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thank you. That that meant a lot to us. We were. Um, I hope you don't mind me sharing what that was about. Do you? Is that is that cool? Um, so when we were talking about what are what are what's an appropriate role for women in the church and in public worship and, and use of women's gifts, Lauren was able to give a really good perspective. And, and what I love about our group of men that are serving right now is we, we have a lot of things that, I mean, we could, we could fill up an hour talking about things that we're bad at or we fall short on, but I love the heart of these men because they, they realize, okay, we're a bunch of old guys and we're talking about women's role. We probably ought to ask some women what they think. And so Lauren was very, um, very helpful in that. Uh, we asked, there were other women too of different ages and, and different backgrounds and things. So thank you, thank you for, for saying that. Appreciate it. All right, let's quickly, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, it's just at the end of six years, do you take like a sabbatical period or like how does that? Write work? that down, Mike. <laughs> right, <laughs> sabbatical, yes. <laughs> Write that down. No. Um, so that's a great question. She asked, at the end of six years, do the elders take a sabbatical? Some, do, it's, it's up to the individual elder. So, um, so the reason we do that, some of you may have grown up in churches where elders were appointed and then they were elders for life. And then if an elder ever resigned, what was, you know, it was like, oh my word, what is, what did he do? What did his wife do? What's going on with the church? Is the church in trouble? And so in the wisdom of, of some um, elders who served 20, 30 years ago here at Otter Creek, they decided, you know what, let's, let's set a time. Let's, you know, let's set it long enough that they can kind of get into a rhythm. But at six years, it's kind of, you know, no questions, no fault. If, you, if you're tired and want to give yourself a little sabbatical, you don't have to re-up for another term or another six-year commitment. And, and quite a few elders do that, which is why every few years we go through this process because there are going to be some men, I suppose, I don't know their names, um, yet, but uh, I'm sure there will be some of us 19 who have served for six or 12 or 18 years or 36 years. I don't know, and they'll say, "I need a little, I need a little breather," and then it'll be okay. You would be amazed at how many former elders attend church here at Otter Creek. It's I don't know what the number is. It's far more than the current number of elders. So that's a great question. The answer is yes, and it's up to each individual man and his wife to decide, do we want to keep serving? And if they decide to serve for another six-year uh, commitment, then what they would do is they'd hold themselves up to the congregation. And you'll hear more about this process in two weeks, but they would hold themselves out and say, are you willing for me to serve as your shepherd again? And the congregation would have input on that. And you'll hear more about that. But yes, thank you for asking that. That's good. All right, so quickly, if you've got your Bible or if you've got it on your phone, let's uh, turn to John 10. I want to read that real quickly. I just think it's important to, uh, you know, we've talked about your perspectives. We've talked about our, Mike and my perspective um, on what a shepherd does. The Bible talks about three different kinds of names for spiritual leaders. There's, there's elder, there's overseer, there's shepherd. And I was going to try to throw some Greek words at you today, but... I'm not going to be fooling anybody. So um, there's Greek words for those. And in John 10, the Greek word is shepherd. And so Jesus is talking about himself as a shepherd. Um, so, you know, in, this, in the spirit of we're trying to be like Jesus, we're trying to be a, a family that's growing to be like Jesus, uh, and we're talking about elders, and, and we as elders are trying to shepherd like Jesus shepherded. Um, I thought this was maybe an appropriate uh, scripture. This isn't your typical uh, elder qualification scripture proof text. Uh, and, and let me say, in case we run short on time, people have to jump up and get kids. Let me challenge you, be in prayer this week. Be talking with your fellow Otter Creek member. Be talking with your spouse. 
uh, kick around ideas about who you think might serve well. Um, read the scripture, some, some good places to go to get started thinking about this. 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1, John 10, which we're going to read. Um, there's other places you can look them up. But be in, be in prayer, be in, the, be in the word about this. This is important because we're looking to you to say, who do you want to lead you? Okay, so, so this, is, this, is, um, this is definitely something we want you to participate in. John 10, starting in verse 11. This is Jesus in his own words. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. There's that personal interaction we were talking about. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. So that's what we aspire to as shepherds. We fall short, um, but as we're all trying to be a family that looks and acts like Jesus Christ, um, you know, that, that's, that's his take on, on being a shepherd and what a shepherd does. And that goes far beyond the things that, that I think we often talk about, which are good things, you know. Um, well-respected and disciplined and manages his family well and all of those things. But it's hard to talk about, you know, a shepherd's going to lay down his life for the sheep. So that, that requires relationship. You know, I'm, it's hard for me to lay down my life for somebody I don't even know. Um, so that's, you know, that's on me. That's on all of us to get to know each other. Um, so thoughts on that. Um, have you read this passage before? Um, did you hear something new in this? We've got just a couple of minutes. Kim. Um, I think just for maybe, well, I know for me personally, kind of what she was saying, like growing up in the church that I grew up in, eldership was seen as this, we're just the leaders, we don't really talk to you. Um, we do, it's more of the negative stuff that we mm. see. You don't really have the relationship. So listening to you say that, kind of in that context they were more hired hands yeah and so they just popped up when some big decision had to be made but it was kind of maybe that responsibility was more given to deacons or something like that so one thing that I love about being at Otter Creek and um, it's just this relationship that I've never had with my eldership and the leadership so I think yeah just in having this conversation and just being here today just I don't know, I think that's just kind of the thing I'll probably be reflecting on, just somebody who is truly going to be shepherding us yeah. um, to kind of carry on that mission that you guys have, that has already been instilled, and not just what I grew up with when I was 18, just seeing it more of a higher hand. Yeah, mission. thank you, yeah. Um, so here's your homework assignment. Um, the men who are going to be asked to serve, it's hard for them to say yes. And if you were in first service, you heard me say a little bit about that this morning. And, and, and I, it's so ironic to me, the very men that we need to lead us are going to say, I'm not worthy. I, 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 I'm not good enough. I, I, you know, I, I see this list of qualifications and I see where I fall short here, here and here. They need your encouragement. And we, need, we have 19 people, but we have almost 1,900 members. It's hard for me to have a personal relationship, even if we just divided it up and I said, I'm only thinking about my 100. That's not how we do it. Um, 
But if I'm just trying to get to know 100 people, that's hard. And so we, we could keep 38 elders really busy. If, you know, if the average was 50 people to an elder, wow, we could have twice as many lunches or coffee conversations in the morning and that kind of thing. So y'all may be looking at each other going, okay, well, we're in our 30s. We're, maybe we're not elder candidates. Okay, but um, you know people who are in their 40s. You know people who were like Fletcher Shrigley who was 42 and he probably didn't think he was old enough. You know those people. They need to hear from you. They, they need you to call them up and you know, when you're working out with them or running or when you have breakfast with them or you see them at work or you bump into them in the hall and go, hey, I'm putting your name down. They go, I'm not gonna do that. go no, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. You're already doing it, man. You're, you, are, you are who we need and here's why. And I'm going to be praying for you, so don't say no yet. I, I'd love it if you could just think about it. Do, do me that honor and just don't say no and say you'll be in prayer about it. So every one of you in this, person, in this room knows at least one person, and I bet you know five or six or ten people. And if you don't, be talking to each other because you might go, oh yeah, I didn't think about him. Oh, I didn't think about, yeah, you know, he would make a, he would make a great elder. Mike. One of the things we want you to know too is that ask them not to say no. We want to meet with everybody who's been being recommended so we can go over the role in a more personal way. Because most people make their decisions based on the lack of information. And we want people to know that they're coming on to a team. They're not coming on to do something that they've got a burden all themselves. So we want, we're going to be very, very intentional about helping them get their hands around, and for them and their wife, uh, what that means uh, to serve as an elder. Uh, and so that, I think that will be helpful to people. Thanks. We're almost out of time, and I just want to make sure I give Jeannie or Sarah an opportunity to say anything. And you can say you can say no. We don't have enough time, and that's cool. But I don't want to. I don't want to run past that. Anything? Well, wasn't planning on this, but I do want to say that it, for Mike and I, we really are a shepherding couple. Um, and and believe me, I get the gender thing and all of that. I've been fighting that battle my whole. Christian life and finally now I can teach a Sunday school class and do some different things so it's hopeful uh, but let me just say that it's both of us uh, that take this very seriously when you think about the men consider their wives because it's very difficult for it to be a man without you know his wife being in it too and I'll say this about Sarah I'm brag on her she she influences people that I could never have the kind of relationship with that she does um, she te she's active teaching uh, two-year-olds, and so she gets to interact with those moms and those families. And so, um, so yeah, I think that's I think that's really good advice, Jeannie, is to to not only think about men who will serve, but um, you know, if if you know a good woman who is um, is somebody you really think a lot about, and you go and and her husband's kind of an afterthought, you know, that, let's let's kind of think about those people too. That's another another way to. <laughs> To come at it so I mean there's about there's 19 of us and uh, you know more than half of us the only reason we're serving is because of our wives so let's just say it I'll just get that out there all right all right thank you so much for being here next week we're going to talk about the heart of the shepherd so we're going to talk a little bit uh, about what it means to serve and and the kind of person uh, that um, is 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 uniquely gifted to serve and uh, and that 
person looks very different. There's a lot of different looks there. If, if you will let me please, uh, let me say uh, just a, a brief uh, prayer and blessing over you before we leave. If they have any questions, they can yes. Yes, and don't forget, you can grab one of these forms today right here. Um, you can also go online, um, and you can, you can do this online if you'd rather not deal with the paper. So go to the website and follow the links. Um, so let's pray. Holy God and Father, you are amazing, and we, um, we don't have words to describe how much we love you and how, how in awe of, of you that we are. Thank you for this place here at Otter Creek, this family. We want to be like Jesus, and we know we fall short sometimes, but thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit that helps us to move in that direction, and uh, we pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.